Welcome to our next episode of the Nowhere Girls podcast at Brandon High School. I am Miss Huff. I'm so excited to be doing this and I'm more than halfway through the book now and it's getting better all the time. And I'm excited today because my partner is... Miss Craig, thank you for having me on your podcast. (laughs) Thank you for being here. So I picked a quote this time from a chapter called Us. It's on page 231 and... The girls are all chatting about something that happened in the hall. So the quote says on near the bottom of page 231, Grace is thinking. She says, it's hard for her to see anyone suffer, even if maybe they deserve it a little. She wonders if all growth has to hurt. She wonders if change always requires some kind of pain from someone. And so if we're doing Lectio Divina, then we've got four steps, literal, what's going on here, allegorical, how is it like something in another book or in the news, personal, how is it like our lives, and uh, a call to action based on the conversation. So for the literal part, in step one, I know that what's going on here is that there was a kid named Corwin who was being assertive and pushy and hitting on a girl in the hall and not taking no for an answer, even when she said no. And a couple of other guys came up and came to her rescue. And when he still said no, when he still wasn't leaving, they punched him in the face. And Corwin ended up off in the corner, bleeding from his nose and crying. And so Grace is wondering about the pain. And she doesn't like that he has to be in pain, even if he deserves it. So literally, that's what's going on. But allegorically... How do you see something like this, either in other texts or out in the world? Well, for this, I'm really thinking about empathy and both with Grace and Corwin, um, they're going through like a growing period. So Grace is learning empathy, even for somebody who maybe doesn't deserve it, but that's not what empathy is about. And then Corwin, he got beat up, you know, everyone (laughs) around him stood up for the girl he was harassing and he's learning a hard lesson too and you know hopefully he will grow from that so kind of from both sides they're both learning a difficult lesson but the end goal of it is that they come out of it as more well-rounded empathetic people um sure so as i think about what this relates to I see an allusion to another novel, and that's actually a graphic novel series called March that we have by John Lewis. John Lewis was a civil rights activist. He's actually the only guy who's still alive who gave a speech on the day that Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech. And he is in Congress, and he uh, represents Georgia and the city of Atlanta right now. And he was part of a lot of civil disobedience protests. He wanted to apply intentionally to colleges, to all white colleges that were not accepting African Americans when he had good enough grades intentionally so that he could challenge those policies. And he was also part of a lot of the sit-ins. And they went to workshops where they discussed the nonviolent approach And the fact that for the sit-ins, they knew that people, uh, you know, when they sat down at a lunch counter that wasn't serving African-Americans, they knew that there would be people who would push them and people who would throw stuff at them. And they knew that there was a chance they would get hurt. 
but they also knew that if they just sat and didn't react, it would eventually have an impact. And the truth is that it did. That in our society, it's no longer okay to only serve one race of people at your lunch counter. And that the sit-ins did work and the nonviolent approach in that case did work, but they also had to go through pain. And in that case, it's not their own growth. Like in this case, Corwin kind of deserved it Mm -hmm. and he needs to learn a lesson. With John Lewis and March, society needed to learn a lesson and we all needed to see how wrong this was. But that kind of hits me that there still had to be violence and hurt for us to change. What about personally? Personally, um, I think that there's a real, I don't know if this goes to the call to action portion, but personally, um, it's kind of calling on people to be uncomfortable when they need to, you know? Sometimes it is necessary to put yourself at risk in order to achieve something. I mean, those people who sat at the lunch counters were putting their bodies and their lives at risk in order to achieve something for the greater justice of society. So the girls in the novel who started this club are doing so secretively because they know that if it's traced back to them, they will face consequences from their unsupportive school. The teacher, Coach Baxter, is a good example of this where he doesn't support them at all and he's just defending his teammates or his Mm -hmm. athletes. So I think that it is important in thinking about this section of the book to consider how far are you going to go for what's right? Um, How much are you willing to personally sacrifice? Yeah, I think I worry about this personally as well. How much are you sacrificing and does it have to hurt? I rather like this job and I rather like my life with my husband and my kid and my house. And there are civil rights issues going on around, around us. So personally, I would love to go be part of more protests for civil, civil rights and civil liberties for everyone. But I worry about the cost and the pain. And if, if I could, uh, you know, if I'm at a, a protest or a rally, does that endanger my job? Because if there are arrests at protests, then then I could very well lose my job. Because it's hard to give up an afternoon with my kid, but it's worth it to stand up for other people. And so there's a lot of that personal risk here as well. And I think that that's probably my call to action too. Mm-hmm. As we look at this book and what happened, they did take the risk. And even Erin, who was like, but it's a rule and you don't break rules she did take the email addresses. She's like, well, technically we could have guessed every single one of them because they're all in the same format. This was just easier. And she believes in the cause. We know she has some personal stake in it from her, whatever happened with her and Casper. It was worth it to her to break the rule. It was worth it to all of them. It was worth it to the girls to go. And even to Rosina, who the principal is, is threatening her and if you know I could kick you out and you wouldn't graduate and all of this it's still worth it to her to go to the meetings and to speak up and to do this and so I think that the girls in this book are a model for all of us that when you see something that's wrong we need to stand up
I think it's also noteworthy that um, they all have different levels of risk involved. Uh, Grace is not risking as much as Rosina or as Aaron. You know, Rosina has her family at mm-hmm. stake, has her grandmother, has her mother, has everything having to do with her family situation at stake. Aaron works in the office and those emails can be traced back to her. You know, so there's different levels of risk in, in doing what's right. Sometimes doing the right thing might mean you have to sacrifice, you know, an evening. It might mean that you are vaguely uncomfortable, or it might mean that your family might be deported. It might mean that you put your body at risk. Um, So everybody has a different level of of risk that they have to decide, can they do this? Can they make whatever sacrifice is necessary to achieve uh, justice? Yes. And I absolutely think that I could stand up and in the halls here, when you see something, say something. A lot like the boys in this chapter who help out the girl who feels harassed. And I also think I need to start having more conversations at home about how to make it to more protests and things. I think there are definitely some that are worth it. Um, I hope that you guys all find a call to action as well. Thank you for chatting with me about this section, Ms. Craig. Thank you. Have a good day.